You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to your Valentine's Views podcast for Friday, January 6th. With the uh, Giants facing the Philadelphia Eagles in this Sunday's regular season finale, we are joined by Brandon Lee Gouton of SB Nation's Bleeding Green Nation to uh, to break uh, this one down. Brandon, how you doing? Well, Ed, uh, could be better. The Eagles were supposed to have clinched the number one seed by now, uh, but we enter week 18 with them still in a position to do that. So it could be worse, but also could be better. Well, you know, honestly, that's I asked you this in our five questions segment that we traded this week, you know, as we always do on our on our websites. But but that's kind of where we have to start a few weeks ago when the Giants played the Eagles, obviously a forgettable game for the Giants. I never would have thought that this would be the scenario in week 18. I figured it was going to be a meaningful game, but I figured it would be a there was a possibility it would be a game the Giants had to win to get into the playoffs. Instead, we sit here with a scenario where the Giants are already locked into the sixth seed. And it's the Eagles that have to win this game. Or, I mean, it's 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 the one seed and a bye and home throughout the playoffs, or it's the five seed and a road game on wild card weekend for, uh, for the Eagles. So, could, could you have envisioned this scenario even just a few weeks ago? Uh, there is one scenario, too, where the Eagles could get the two seed. That would be the 49ers winning and the Cowboys losing uh, in addition to an Eagles loss. So that's also possible. But more likely, to your point, probably either a one or a five. Um, you know, I, I did think the Eagles were going to be able to get a win with Gardner Minshew at least one of these two last games, if <laughs> not necessarily both, but at least one. And, uh, you know, the Cowboys game was the one that stung because that was a game where I really think the Eagles outplayed the Cowboys in a lot of respects. I mean, they converted better percentage on third down and fourth down total. They didn't punt once in the game. They outgained the Cowboys by like 100 yards. Like, I thought they were the better team in many respects. Obviously, they had the four turnovers that did them in. You know, some of those, there's some bad luck involved. The Eagles had there was, or there was three key fumbles in that game. The Cowboys recovered all of them. Um, the Eagles had a third and 30 at one point that they allowed. Um, it's just, you know, they kind of, I think, got unlucky. Third in a lot and, of a third and 30? Third yeah, and third, third. Wow. Third and 30 that they allowed the Cowboys to convert, in part because, like, they just tried to overcomplicate it. And instead of just dropping back and being like, hey, just don't let them run by us, they let them run by them. Um, so I, I think that game, the Eagles kind of had some bad luck. Whereas the Saints game, I mean, they were just, they never had a lead. They were the worst team. They did not deserve that to win that game at all. Um, they could have stolen it. It looked like at one point when it got down to, uh, um, I believe it was just like a seven point game, or no, it was a 10 point game at the, or sorry, three point game, 10, uh, 13 to 10 at one point. Uh, but, you know, 
yeah, not great when you have to steal one against the Saints. So, um, you know, I, I, I thought the Saints game was going to be tough. I'm not surprised that that game was competitive, um, but I, I didn't think the Eagles were going to lose. I thought, you know, you're at home. One seed is on the line. You have to take care of business. I know Gardner Minshew is starting and you have a backup in, but, you know, you feel like you'd rather have Gardner Minshew um, than, you know, a, a lot of other backup quarterbacks given his experience. But clearly uh, he was not very good in week 17. Absolutely. I mean, Minchu Mania let you guys down, but he, you know, he by and large is a quality backup. And I will admit, I have not watched, you know, the last couple of Eagles games, but, but I have to believe that, that there's more going on here than just the Eagles having to play a backup quarterback. I mean, is there, is there something else? Are there other things that are concerning, you know, for the Eagles, or is uh, is Jalen Hurts just magically going to fix everything? Well, the Eagles have had some pretty key injuries lately. You know, you lose Lane Johnson at right tackle. That's tough. He's an all-pro kind of player. You could argue he's not just one of the best tackle right tackles in the league. He's one of the best tackles in the league. So that's certainly um, a big drop-off from him to Jack Driscoll or whoever is replacing him. And they lost Devontae Maddox as well, their slot cornerback. You know, Josiah Scott, his replacement has been an obvious weak point that teams just look to attack whenever he's in there instead. So, you know, those have been some big issues as well. You know, I do think Hurts, you know, he changes the equation dramatically. Uh, It's not just um, the tangible stuff there in terms of, like, his passing ability and the way he's able to run and how that has value, but not only because he can pick up yards himself, but the threat of him running often opens up opportunities for the Eagles rushing attack, which certainly just hasn't been the same the past couple of weeks during his absence. I think there's, in addition to all of that, there's just something to be said for his composure. And that is something that we have been talking about all season long. And part of what makes Jalen Hurts so great is that he's just never rattled. And I think that kind of resonates with the team. You know, by contrast, Gardner Minshew never looked comfortable at all on Sunday against the Saints. I mean, he was jittery in the pocket and even in the Cowboys game, um, but especially on Sunday against the Saints, just really jittery, never got set, wasn't stepping up in the pocket. Um, it just wasn't that same sense of maybe like, hey, we can get back into this. It just felt like a, a totally different vibe. So I think you know, Hurts being in there makes a huge difference. You know, there's a reason why we've been talking about him as an MVP candidate all season long. And I think on Sunday we kind of saw the the value uh, of him and the drop off to his replacement. So that leads to the obvious discussion of is he going to be available to play this weekend against the Giants? What is his health status? I'm going to guess that that in a perfect world the Eagles would rather not have to play Hurts you know on in week 18, but uh, but I'm curious just you know how healthy how healthy you know people think he is at this point. Yeah, I think the Eagles would have played him um, more than not at all, even if they had clinched the one seed by now. I think that might have handled it like a preseason game where they give him a drive or two, just because it would have been a long layoff from having last played against the Bears in earlier December to playing in mid-January at that point in the divisional round. So I think they would have liked to get getting him some work. Um, I do think he will play against the Giants. I don't think that's a case of, they're panicking and they have to play him before he's ready. I mean, it was said at the time of the injury a couple of weeks ago that he was probably going to miss two games. So that's this is on track with that. Um, he was limited in practice a couple of days last week. The Eagles ruled him doubtful 
Uh, I think the the key distinction there, as opposed to like, why would not just rule him out if he's not going to play, is that doubtful sign seemed to be like, okay, he's not ready yet, but he could be ready for next week. And then sure enough, even before the Eagles played the Saints on Sunday, Adam Schefter had reported that the Eagles expect Jalen Hurts to be available in week 18. So yeah, I think he's going to play this week with so much on the line against the Giants and don't know fully what to expect because, you know, this is a shoulder injury. It's serious. And that's really a big question for the entire Eagles season at this point, uh, if he's healthy or not. And we'll see. Um, but I, I do think he'll be out there. Yeah. It's interesting because as we sit here, you know, we're recording on Wednesday and I don't know what the Giants are going to do either. I don't know what the Giants are going to do Sunday. They're in the very unexpected position of instead of having to play for a playoff spot, they're in the unexpected position of being able to to rest some guys, limit some guys if that's what they choose to do. And I just don't know. I don't know how they're going to uh, to approach it. I mean, I, I jokingly said to. Patricia Trainer, who writes for uh, Giants Country the other day, I jokingly said to Patty, I said, you know, we might see a Davis Webb to Kenny Galladay touchdown pass on Sunday, <laughs> which, uh, you know, Davis Webb has never thrown a touchdown, a, a pass in the NFL in six or seven years. And Kenny Galladay hasn't caught a touchdown pass for the Giants in two years. <laughs> so that would uh, that would be a, a cruel twist or an odd twist, but – but I, I don't know how the Giants are going to handle this game, and I'm, I'm curious. Um, you guys, obviously, Eagles fans, you guys just want to win the game. Are you, I mean, are you, are you curious to see how the Giants are going to do this? Would you rather see the Giants, you know, play their guys, rest their guys? You know, what do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I think the line is telling here, you know, the line for this game, according to DraftKings Open, is the Eagles with like 13 and a half point favorites. I don't think, you know, that's happening um, with, you know, Vegas is is not in the business of, of losing money uh, and being dumb. I, I think back to how even before there was any kind of inkling at all about Jalen Hurts having an injury um, coming out of that Bears game. It was that Monday afternoon, and Jalen Hurts' MVP odds like plummeted, and the Eagles' uh, odds against the Cowboys for the Week 16 game like dr- the, swung way in the Cowboys' favor. And I was like, "Hmm, why? Why are this? Why is this drastic change happening?" And uh, like an hour or two after that, it was revealed that Hurts had that shoulder injury. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing Vegas has a pretty good sense that the Giants are not going to go all out to win this game. Uh, Eagles currently favored by 14 points at this point. So um, that's my sense on it from a logic standpoint. And now obviously it's going to sound like bias coming from me, you know, interest in the Eagles. I just don't think it makes sense for the giants to really go all out and play their starters in this one. I think the discussion of that is like, Oh, the giants have to get revenge for week 17 in 2020 or uh, as was brought up to Ryan Dable, the 2007 thing against the Patriots, I really don't see that as an apples to apples comparison. I mean, I don't first either. Of all, it's 15 years later. Like, I think we've come a long way with medical and rest and players, how we view that kind of stuff where I just don't. And also you're trying to prevent an undefeated season. Potentially that's different than what you're doing with the Eagles here. Uh, so I think it's a different situation um, to me. And, and, and it's something that I think doesn't get talked about enough in this discussion is like, okay, the giants can play, go out, all out to win this game. 
and build some momentum and build some confidence or whatever. I mean, the, the other side of that coin is what if the Giants play their starters and it's a similar result to when the Eagles played the Giants a couple weeks ago and the Eagles blow them out and then the Eagles are now the ones building confidence. Like, do the Giants really want to do that? Do they want to give a boost to a division rival? So I just don't think it makes a ton of sense. And then just like, let's look at certain players. Sweet Saquon Barkley has the second most touches of any player in the NFL this year. You really need to get him more work in a week 18 game. That doesn't mean anything when he's such a key part of your offense and just had a stretch not too long ago where he was not really looking effective. Like it just, to me, I I just don't really see why it would make sense for the giants to do that. And yes, to me, um, I'm, I'm take the one seed any way you can get it. Yeah. I, I tend to agree with you. And Brian Dable said Monday, he said, we will do what's best for the giants. And as you indicated, Barkley has played, he's got so many touches. He's played 85% of the giants offensive snaps or something crazy like that this year. Uh, Dexter Lawrence is a, is a fourth year player who has played so many snaps this year as a 340 pound guy that, that, He's in his fourth year in the league, and they're giving him veteran rest days on Wednesdays at practice because he's played so many snaps. And by the way, I don't know if you saw the film from Sunday, but as as long as I'm talking about Dexter Lawrence, I still cannot believe the play that he made in a, when he sacked Nick Foles on, uh, on Sunday. Go back and look at this play. He's lined up against Quentin Nelson, who we know, all pro, left guard, Quentin Nelson. He... He bull rushes Quentin Nelson, gets Quentin Nelson off balance, drives him backwards, gets level with Nick Foles, pushes Quentin Nelson to the ground with one hand and reaches out and throws Nick Foles to the ground with the other hand. He's throwing both guys to the ground at the same time. I don't think I've ever seen a play quite like that. It's just an amazing thing. Yeah, he's been great, but, but... And it was fun to watch on Sunday. It was fun to watch Daniel Jones score a couple touchdowns. It was fun to watch Daniel Jones score a touchdown and throw a shoulder into Indianapolis linebacker Bobby Okarecki after Okarecki had gotten an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty for for blasting him in the helmet when when Jones was sliding. Mm. That was fun, all right? but I don't want to see Jones taking any hits on Sunday. I don't want to see him throwing any shoulders. I would rather not see him taking any hits because look, the giants are not a playoff team or not, a, not a, a super bowl team. I'll say that. I don't think the, I think it would be a massive accomplishment for the giants to win one playoff game, but they're, they're not competitive with Tyrod Taylor as their quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't want to see Daniel Jones taking any risks on Sunday. I agree with you. I think it just doesn't make sense for the Giants to uh, to go all out. There's not enough to be gained. And then just like the last thing on that, it's not even like if the Giants win, they guarantee the Eagles will not be the one seed. I don't think this is likely. But again, I said earlier, there's a scenario where the Eagles lose and they get the two seed. There's also a scenario where they lose and then the 49ers lose and the Cowboys lose and they still get the one seed anyway. Again, do I think that's likely? No. But the point is, like, you're not playing for a guaranteed knock the Eagles out of the number one spot. So, like, possibly no. you risk everything for nothing at all. Like, that just that doesn't seem smart to me. No, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem smart to me at all. 
Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, let's talk a little bit. Um, let's talk a little bit about the playoffs and about how you how you see the Eagles' chances once they get to the playoffs. Um, I think if you if you happen to lose on Sunday, if you happen to fall to the five seed, I think you wind up playing Tampa Bay. Yeah, in just, Tampa Bay, just like last year. <laughs> um, I'm just curious. Do, I mean, do you see that as a dangerous game for the Eagles? Do you see Tampa Bay as a we should win that game regardless? And and you look at you know maybe San Francisco and Dallas as the as the real threats you know for you guys in in the NFC. I mean, it's a disaster. It's, a, it's a, an unequivocal disaster if the Eagles drop to the number five seed at this point when you had three games to win the one seed and you just needed one win. And at this point, you just need a tie. You don't even need to win. If the Eagles tie the Giants because of the Vikings losing against the Packers, they're also in that way. Um, so, I, I mean, I can't feel good about whoever they're playing almost if they fall to the five seed. Uh, and, and as I just said, the Eagles lost to the Bucks in the playoffs last year um, in the divisional round. Now, of course, I think this Eagles team is better than that team was, but and that Bucks team might be a little bit worse. But, yeah, I just I can't feel good at all. Um, and just it's not even about, you know, one game at that point, like winning a playoff game, the way this Eagles season has gone, it has to be all about winning the Super Bowl. This has to be an all in kind of year. And, you know, to, to have to go from the one seed of you just win two home games and you're in the Super Bowl versus you have to win three road games, potentially, depending on how things shake out uh, to just get there. I mean, that's, that's a dramatically <laughs> big <laughs> difference. And I, it's just, it's a failure. And, um yeah it would be it would be a disaster unmitigated disaster if they don't get the one seat at this point it really is amazing because i look at it like uh you know from the giants perspective we've been talking about this at big blue view it's like nobody saw a, a playoff run coming for this team we figured you know seven eight getting to nine wins whether they made the playoffs or not would be an awesome season a lot of people didn't think that would happen I think the Giants are playing with house money now, no matter what happens. I think they're playing with house money because this has already been a season that has exceeded expectations. So it, it's just funny how, how as it's unfolded, how, how the two fan bases and the two teams are in such different places. Despite, you know, despite the fact that 
that you look at and you think the Eagles are a better team, you know, but, uh, but Eagles fans would be, would be unhappy at this point. Giants fans are already ecstatic no matter what happens. That's, that's what expectations do. Expectations are everything. And that's why I think you have to be measured against those, you know, um, and, and that's the relevant factor here. I mean, I think the Giants can easily win a playoff game, depending on who they play. I mean, if they're playing the 49ers, it's going to be tough. You know, I think the 49ers, you know, are probably the best team right now um, before we see what Jalen Hurts looks like again at the moment. I think they're the best team in the NFC right now. I would give them that leg up. Um, I would still put the Eagles ahead of the Cowboys. But, I mean, if the Giants get the Vikings, I mean, this Vikings team. I I think I said this to you before, but – Coming out of that that game that the Giants played in Minnesota a couple of weeks ago, the Vikings are not better than the Giants. No. The Vikings have more wins, but right. the Vikings are not better than the Giants. They are they are in some ways, you know, similar similar type teams. They've played a lot of close games, been a lot of one score games and I think the Vikings are like 11 and 0 in one score games or 12 or something like that. And sooner or later you get in a one score game and the ball bounces funny or something weird mm-hmm. happens, or you get a, you get a call that goes against you and, and you don't win that one score game or, or some, or, or some, you know, buffoon kicks a 61 yard field goal <laughs> and, and, and you lose and you, and you lose a one score game. That kind of stuff happens. But, uh, I look at the Vikings and they're not better than the Giants. I just so so yeah, the Giants could win a playoff game. I mean, San Francisco scares me going all the way across the country and playing that defense. And uh whether it's Brock Purdy or not at quarterback, that's that's a really, really good team. But but like I said, it's all it's all house money for the Giants at this point. It's all gravy and and it's all fun, and, and and I do think the Giants fans are enjoying the eagle, the the nervousness of the Eagles fans. I have to say that much. Sure. Um, <laughs> last last point quickly on the Vikings. There are four teams: the Raiders, the Browns, the Saints, and the Jets, who have been eliminated from the playoffs already. That have better point differentials than the the Vikings do. Just to underscore um, how much they are not quite what their record is. But yeah, I mean, Giants. Everyone should be enjoying. Eagles stumbling here because it's 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 frustrating in Philly. The only thing I can say to uh, put it in perspective in terms of a, a silver lining optimism point um, is that in 2017, when the Eagles were playing the rate of the Giants late that season and Nick, the Giants were up and, and it was Nick Foles' first start after Carson Wentz got hurt, you know, that was a tough game. The Eagles ended up being able to come back and win it. Um, they played the Raiders on Christmas night. It was a Monday night game, and they looked like terrible for that game. Ended up pulling it out, um, but did not look good at all. Nick Foles looked terrible. And then they played their starters for a little bit at the beginning of the game in Week 17, even though it was meaningless, in part because of how bad they looked late in that season to try to get a spark, to try to get the offense going, and it didn't work. They scored zero points in that game. Again, Nick Foles looked terrible. There was talk that maybe – we should replace Nick Foles with Nate Sudfeld and uh, <laughs> things changed, you know, a little bit there at one point. So my point being, you know, I don't think you necessarily have to be on fire at this point in the season. I think, uh, especially when you get the buy, if you get that buy, if you get some time off, I think you kind of can regroup. Right. So that's the, that's the hope, but we'll see. Yeah. You never know. I mean, you, if you, if you win Sunday, you get that one seed, 
then then things are still good. So and for you guys, things things are still good. Hurts will be healthy, get to the playoffs, and uh, and, and you never know. Mm-hmm. But but as you said, I think for you guys, it's uh, it's get to the Super Bowl or it's kind of a disappointing year. Yeah. Definitely. All right. So enjoy the game on Sunday, Brandon. Thank you much for for the time, Giants fans. As always, please stay safe out there. Take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping, and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. The Current Podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands. Tune in to hear what's driving conversation in the fast-moving world of digital advertising with unique insights from brands as diverse as Hilton, Instacart, Moderna, Major League Soccer, and more. And in this presidential election season, The Current explores what a national political advertiser like the National Republican Senatorial Committee and a major CPG brand like Hershey can learn from each other. Listen in and subscribe to The Current at thecurrent.com or wherever you get your podcasts.